0: Awaken your 12 spiritual powers in 2021 with the inspirational Rise Into Your Power Wall Calendar. The 12-month calendar pairs uplifting affirmations with stunning original watercolor portraits from artist Tracy Lauks. For anyone who wants a transformative tool for their everyday life, be sure to use the special holiday promo code SAVE15 for a 15% discount. Go to unity.org slash powercalendar today.
1: with Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
2: Ah, Good morning, good morning, good morning. First show in February, and... I have a special guest here, Gary Renard. Hey, Gary.
3: Hey, Jennifer. How are you doing?
2: I am good. And I'm going to pray us in here, and then Gary and I are going to uh, dive in, as we always do. (laughs) So I invite everyone to place their hand on their heart. Let's tune into our heart here. And make ourselves available to consciously connect and commune with the higher Holy Spirit self, our true identity. Opening to hear that voice for God, to know our true nature is that perfect love, that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. This is our true nature, our true identity. So we take these breaths of love and gratitude, we consciously call the name of God. Beloved I am that I am. We're surrounded in love and light. And we dedicate this conversation to our expansion, our awakening, our healing, and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. This is what I know for Gary and myself, for everyone who listens live or later on, that we are all one in the light of love, surrendering any false identification and remembering the truth that sets us free in grace and gratitude we allow it to be and so it is amen 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 so Gary i invited you on the show you've been a guest you've been my most frequent guest on the show actually and uh we i realized just the other day we have never had a conversation i don't think that was ever specifically about disappearance of the universe so there might be people listening to this radio show who are not familiar with your books or you but i just have to say that whenever anybody asks me how to start or where to start with a course of miracles i always suggest that they read your books and particularly starting with your first book, Disappearance of the Universe. And, um, and then I suggest they start with the manual for teachers in, uh, in the course uh, book. And, Disappearance is such a an important book to so many people around the world. In fact, somebody was just telling me the other day. Uh, every week, a number of people will tell me how much disappearance of the universe means to them. How much you, Gary, mean to them. And uh, so I thought we could dive in and talk about that. And of course, we'll talk about our retreat. That's our winter getaway retreat. That's coming up at the beginning of March in beautiful Baja, Mexico so we can talk about that and any any news that you have to, to share with us I know we were just talking uh, about the uh, Super Bowl because the Super Bowl was just the other day and Gary's a, a Patriots fan <laughs> so you're well, high off that now yeah.
3: <laughs> well uh, it was fun you know Super Bowl is a big show and uh yeah, you know, even though it's all an illusion, it's fun. You know, it's okay to have fun in the illusion. And uh, it is the uh, biggest TV show that there is, I think. It was over 114 million people this year that watched it. So it's like, uh, if you think about it, it's a way of joining. You know, it's like everybody gets into it. Everybody watches the TV commercials and the halftime show. And it's a lot of fun. Everybody has a team they root for. And since I grew up in New England... Obviously, for me, it's the Patriots. But I have friends who are Seahawks fans. and But they won last year, you know. So I figured they didn't have to win this year because they won last year. And it was the Patriots' turn. So uh, they were lucky at the end, but they were also unlucky. And that's kind of like uh, what sports is. You know, sports involves a lot of skill, but there's also luck involved. Uh, you have to be lucky uh, to win. And uh, the Patriots ended up lucky on the last play of uh the game, the last big play of the game. Okay. But uh but they uh also were very unlucky so you kinda like evened out, you know, and the Patriots had more than their share <laughs> sure of bad luck lately in the Super Bowls. Uh they they won three in a row but then they lost two. And uh you know, it's kind of you know the thing that makes people locally depressed, you know, like in New England <laughs> people people get like really excited if they yeah. win and really bummed really bummed out if they lose. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm thinking, well, you know, this is fun. You know, it's, it's supposed to be fun. And uh, they're either going to win or they lose. The script is written. You know, what's going to happen uh, has already been determined. And according to A Course in Miracles, it's already over. So uh, I was sitting there just saying, oh, this is nice, and I'll watch the script play itself. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, watching a videotape, and our lives are just uh, a videotape that's already been filmed. And uh, when we say something, we've already said it, so it's kind of like listening to a CD. You know, it's already been uh, recorded, and we just don't know it because our experience is linear, so our experience is that we're actually making this up Mm -hmm. as we go along, when the truth is, it's all already happened. And it kind of uh, reminds me of something that Einstein said a long time ago. He said, past, present, future all occur simultaneously which would mean that the future is already there. And if the future is already there, you can't be making it up as you go along. So the next best thing you can do is uh, enjoy it, forgive it when it's necessary, because uh, in a world of duality, you can have just as much negative as positive. It's kind of, kind of like even out as time goes on. Uh, it may not appear that way at the time because it's a process. You know, So you could have a lifetime where you seem to be very lucky. And you have everything, and everything goes your way, and you can't do anything wrong. You know, and everything you touch turns to gold, <laughs> and and people hate you because of that, yeah. and because uh, they think that they're unlucky, and you're just lucky, and they don't realize that if they're having an unlucky lifetime, it's probably because they had a, a very lucky lifetime recently, and those who are uh, you know materially rich. In this lifetime, probably just had an extremely poor lifetime. Maybe they starved to death
1: mm-hmm. or
3: something, and, and it's hard for us to realize in America that there are millions and millions of people who are starving, because yeah. Yeah, we we just don't think like that. You know, we we just take things for granted yeah. uh, here. But uh, you know, the truth is, you could be a billionaire in this lifetime, and you could be born in your next lifetime, uh, starving to death somewhere, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's duality. And overall, it's not a pretty picture, even though uh, everybody wants to, you know, put a positive spin on everything, especially people in spirituality. They tend to have a a Pollyanna uh, kind of a take on things. And uh, the truth is that uh, this isn't the happy world, that the happy world is uh, God and His kingdom. But the problem that we have is that we put our belief uh, in this world. And that's why it has power over people. You know, they've given it their belief, and in giving it that belief, they've also given it power over them. By making it real, they have given it the power to hurt them and uh, the power to make them feel bad. And there are a lot of depressed people out there, as you know, because, uh, you know, we go all over the world, and uh, we get to meet all kinds of people, And, uh, you know, there are a lot of depressed people in the world, and they don't understand that uh, they're giving the world power over themselves by investing their belief in it when their belief should be invested in something else. Their belief should be invested in God and His kingdom, which is why the Course says, be vigilant only uh, for God and His kingdom. Now, I grant you, that's a pretty tall order, <laughs> because when you get out there and uh, the world gets in your face, it can be a little bit hard to hang on to that Holy Ghost cring, <laughs> you, know, oh, yeah. just, oh, you know? yeah. like, wow, oh, the world is, you know, slapping me in the face here. And uh, it's not easy when the car breaks down or, uh, you know, something doesn't go your way. And that's when you have to remember the truth, that what we're seeing here is just a dream, Uh, and it's your dream, you know, it's not somebody else's dream. The dream is not being dreamed by somebody else. (laughs) You know, this is your dream, and uh, you're the one who's dreaming it, and it's coming from you, the uh, projection that you're seeing, the images that you're seeing, as the Course would put it, are coming from you. You made them up, then you forgot, and you can remember. You can remember that you're dreaming. In fact, at one point, the Course says that awareness of dreaming is the function of the miracle worker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you can stop, and you can also uh, remember that, look, uh, what I'm seeing is not true here. You know, this is uh, temporary, which according to the Course, by definition, would make it unreal, mm-hmm. because reality is a constant. Reality is something that is permanent and doesn't shift or change. Uh, that's the world of God, which means that it can be dependent upon. But this world can't be dependent upon simply because it is a world of shift and change, which makes it unstable. Uh, It makes it something that you know is not going to be the same Mm -hmm. uh, in the future, as it is right now. So in a way, you could think of them as being the opposite of each other. The world of God is the opposite of the world of man, but the Course doesn't stop there. The Course goes all the way with this and says that the world of man is not true, of the two seeming worlds. Uh, the world of God and the world of man. Only the world of God is true, and nothing else is true. And the Course is uh, relentlessly uncompromising about that. And uh, one thing about the Disturrence of the Universe that I noticed early on was that my teachers in the book were just totally uncompromising on that point. Mm -hmm. They would always come back to it. uh, They would always say, this is not the real world, and what you're seeing is not true, But you can choose to invest your belief in reality instead of illusions. And by doing so, you can find stability and you can find peace of mind and you can find the truth. So uh, the events that took place in the book uh, took place over a period of about 10 years. It It was really nine years of appearances. Then there was another year where it took me to finish the book. And I must say that even though uh, my teachers appeared to me uh, for the book for about 10 years, most of the work on it was done the last four years, (laughs) because I tend to procrastinate. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I had my notes and everything, certainly, but, uh, you know, actually sitting down, uh, you know, and doing it. And my first book was actually written by hand. You know, I actually wrote the whole thing out by hand. And uh, I found that I could... You know, I found that I could feel it more. You know, oh, I, yeah. I felt like uh, something was being expressed through me uh, better. It was uh, more personal than being on a computer, and I did, you know, type it into the computer later. But uh, especially that last four years. But uh, most of the time, I was uh, writing it out by hand, and and uh, I had been taking notes uh, all the time, and they didn't let me record the conversations for the. Uh, the first two books, they did not let me record uh, the conversations for the third book because they wanted me to get better at hearing them in between the appearances. So they kind of like became the editors of uh, the third book. And uh, I felt like I got to the point where I could really hear my teachers well uh, in my mind. And they became kind of like the editors. And because uh, Arden and Persa are manifestations Of the Holy Spirit, uh, they kind of like, you could say that the Holy Spirit became the editor of the books, which Mm -hmm. is cool. But uh, for that first book, it was a little bit different process, and I was uh, learning the course from them at the same time Mm -hmm. that the book was taking place. So in the book, I'm the student, they're the teachers, and uh, I never felt like I was the teacher in the Discourse of the Universe. I always felt like I was the student and they were teaching me, and I learned uh, from scratch, which is good. And uh, even though they used uh, Christian language, uh, I didn't have a lot of baggage when it came to the area of religion. I didn't have a lot of uh, things that I was committed to. Uh, I knew that uh, I always felt a friendship for Jesus ever since I was a little kid. You know, I always felt like he would help me, and he would talk to me, and uh that it would, you know, somehow uh make me feel better and guide me. And uh that was more like a friendship though. It wasn't a religious thing. You know, I never felt religious my parents uh never inflicted religion on my brother and I. You know, it's like so we got to decide if we wanted to go to church or not. And uh usually we would go on Easter <laughs> because it was uh, a nice family thing, you know, and, uh, you know, we'd get dressed up, and we'd go out to Easter, then we'd go out for ham and eggs after. Mm. And, uh, you know, then there was uh, Thanksgiving, you know, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That was a big deal, to go to church. So we had, like, two days a year that we really uh, wanted to go to church. Uh, Didn't go on Christmas because we had family stuff uh, to do. And that was the extent of my religious indoctrination and, uh, you know, sometimes it would be all that my brother and I could do to to not laugh in church. You know, how kids are sometimes it's almost impossible uh, yeah. to stop yourself from laughing. And, uh, you know, we got chewed out a couple of times by uh, the ushers uh, <laughs> at the church. You know, said, look, this is a very serious business. You know, and we, we had a hard time uh, taking it seriously. And, uh, because, you know, it just didn't make any sense to me. I mean, you know, Jesus died for my sins. Well, you know, I didn't ask him to do that. Right. You know, I mean, it wasn't my idea. And uh, I didn't know that I had sins. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I, I, you know, deep down inside, I thought I did, because most of what we uh, have in our mind is unconscious anyway, and we don't really know about it. But every now and then I would feel uh, guilty, because I knew I did something wrong. You know, like I stole a piece of candy or something. And and I would feel very guilty about that. And, uh, you know, I had uh, my character flaws and everything that had to be, uh, you know, kind of like worked on. But then when I was doing uh, the course for the first time, and this is uh, really from the beginning of 1993 on, so it's been about 22 years, and uh, in the 90s I realized that I was starting to suspect that I was innocent. You know, because this is what the Course was telling me. The Course was saying, look, uh, you're innocent, and the reason that you're innocent is because you haven't really done anything. You know, you're not guilty. Uh, Nothing has happened, and it's just a dream. And since nothing has happened, that's why you're innocent. But in order to experience that for yourself, you have to see it in others. Mm-hmm. because it's really just one of us, and uh, as the Course says, as you see him, you'll see yourself. So if you want to get in touch and really experience that innocence, then you have to see it in others. And I didn't like that idea. You know, I didn't, I didn't want everybody else to be innocent. You know, it was like, uh, well, they really did it to me. You know, this person uh, you know, said these terrible things about me, or that person uh, didn't treat me well. And it wasn't easy at first, because we are so used to thinking that this is real, and that the whole thing is true. And the Course is saying, well, as long as you're making it real in your mind, you will suffer, because that's the source of your suffering, the fact that you are taking an illusion and you are making it real. uh, You are giving truth to your illusions. Instead of giving your illusions to the truth, who is the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, you're kind of like making this whole thing real, giving it power and thinking that it has the ability to hurt you. And, uh, you know, I, we've talked about this before, but I, I love this drawing of Jesus that I have in my living room. Uh, he's laughing in the drawing, and the caption on the picture is, you're afraid of what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you're afraid of this? You're Well, the only reason you're afraid of it is because you're making it real. And uh, you can think with me instead. You can think... Uh, the Holy Spirit's thought system instead of the thought system of the ego, which wants it to be real, because uh, the ego is all about separation, and the Holy Spirit is all about oneness. So who do you choose to think with? You know, do you want to think with uh, the Holy Spirit and think in terms of oneness and sameness? At one point, the Course says, you know, everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself. You know, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit sees spirit and innocence and oneness everywhere, and the ego doesn't think in terms of oneness. The ego thinks in terms of separation. So the ego sees separation and differences everywhere. And it really is two opposite ways of looking at things. And whichever one you choose is going to determine how you feel. It's going to determine the direction of your mind, what direction your mind is going in, because the Course says the direction of the mind, is always determined by the thought system to which it adheres. So whichever thought system you choose, uh, everything arises from that. Everything uh, comes down to a choice between the Holy Spirit and the ego. And whichever one you choose will be what you think is real. Are you spirit? And you can return to the experience of spirit by thinking with the Holy Spirit. Or are you separate, which would mean that a body and uh, that you're separate from everyone else, and that you're isolated, and uh, that you're scarce, because uh, the Course says, you know, as long as you believe that you're a body, you will believe that you are deprived, because a body doesn't have everything, and you're never going to be satisfied with anything less than all of it, but as spirit, you do have all of it, because you're perfect oneness with God. So uh, you really got two very distinct things to choose between.
2: This is Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe. It's time for us to go to a break. And while we're going to that break, I'm going to invite you to go to acimretreat.com, acimretreat.com, and learn about the Baja Mexico Retreat that Gary and I have coming up this winter just for you. We'll be right back.
4: you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world that's easier than ever with mobile giving just text unity radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives
5: are we nearing the end of the world reading the book of revelation you might think so and it doesn't end well Is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The Kingdom, Townley explains... It doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org.
4: Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you, who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food,
2: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe, Your Immortal Reality, and Love Has Forgotten No One. His three books and his CD sets are fantastic as well. I really encourage any Course in Miracles student to add these works to the library. So many people have been... Oh, Their minds opened up by Disappearance of the Universe, starting with that book. And uh, before we get back into the conversation here with Gary, I do want to make everyone aware that we are doing this beautiful winter getaway retreat in Baja, Mexico, and... All the details are at acimretreat.com. We have David Hofmeister and Regina Dawn Acres, John Mundy and Maria Felipe joining us. So it's quite a crew and we've got wonderful, beautiful people like-minded souls from all around the world who are joining together to have fun in the sun and to do as we always do, go much deeper with the teachings and have a lot of personal healing and clearing work while also having a lot of fun. It's good to have a, a balance. Of both, and we we all like to do that. And I also would like to mention that this radio show is funded by the Power of Love Ministry, which is a nonprofit organization that I founded. And last year, in the Living a Course of Miracles classes we had people from 102 countries around the world participating in those free classes. Thousands of people from 102 different countries around the world. So your contributions to help support the Power of Love Ministry, you can go to powerofloveministry.net and make a contribution if you love this radio show. I think one of the best things you can do is just tell other people about it because this is, I believe, Episode 173 and all the episodes are totally free for you online at the unity.fm site or at iTunes. Totally free. So just search for Course in Miracles or me, Jennifer Hadley, and you can find the radio show episodes and, and many episodes with Gary Renard, including the one we did last Thanksgiving week, November in uh, the last week of November. Uh, Uh, We did a show, Gary, remember, with uh, Cindy and your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, and your brother-in-law, the whole family together practicing A Course in Miracles. That was a great show.
3: Yeah, and that was cool. I'm very lucky to uh, have such a great family that I've kind of like adopted uh, since I came out here to California about eight years ago. And uh, whenever I watch the weather reports, in the winter from New England. It makes me very <laughs> happy that I'm here in uh, Southern California. Yeah, they got a lot of snow yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. They got what, three storms this week. Uh um, yeah. the past week. And uh here it's, you know, seventy degrees and sunny. And uh <laughs> I like uh you know, Steve Martin in the movie LA Story, he played a weatherman and he would just go into work and it'd be the seven day forecast and he would just go, sunny, 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 sunny. <laughs> and that was his weather forecast. And, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun to be here. But I want to say something about Mexico because, uh, you know, I've, I've always had a good experience uh, going to Mexico. I've been there probably nine or ten times. Mm. And, uh, you know, I just always have a good experience. People are very warm, uh, very nice, very loving. They kind of like adopt you. You know, uh, they kind of like adopt you into the family, and uh, it has a, a great feel to it, and the places are beautiful. It's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people, they have a, a misunderstanding about Mexico. They think it's a, you know, drug-ridden, violent place, and that's just along the border. You know, so I, I tell people, okay, look, you're going to Mexico. If you go going to Mexico, you want to have a good time. Uh, don't hang out with the drug gangs. <laughs> 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 you know, don't. Don't hang out with the drug gangs and, and, uh, you know, go to the nice places and, uh, you know, the places that are, you know, popular with tourists because they're popular for a reason because they really are beautiful and they really are great and the place that we're going is beautiful. And uh, I would encourage anybody to go to Mexico and uh, uh, when we do a, a retreat now, we do get deeply into the teachings and you have a lot of teachers this time and uh, I think that uh, it's going to be really good, and I'm looking forward. Uh, We've worked with all of these teachers before, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so I think it's going to be a really good experience for everybody, and not only will we go deeply into the teachings, but uh, there's going to be time for fun, and it's, uh, you know, a great resort, and it's going to be time to relax and enjoy the place. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, that's the last day of the retreat, is my birthday, so I'm going to be celebrating my birthday the day before the last day of the retreat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not not that birthdays are real, but it's fun to, uh, you know, you just kind of, like, reflect at times, especially for me on my birthday. I just look back at my life and I say, hey, you know, I survived, you know, Uh, because, I mean, I have uh, friends who didn't survive. You know, Mm -hmm. I've lost... Uh, most of the close people uh, that I was close to in New England are not here uh, anymore. And, uh, you know, people die from... Not that anybody ever really dies, because when your body appears to stop and die, uh, your mind keeps right on going. You know, so you're never really dead. Uh, <clears throat> I'm writing this uh, a series of articles. There's this uh magazine called Elevated Existence uh, magazine. I'm writing a series of articles about a course of miracles uh, for this magazine, and my most recent one, which hasn't been published yet, that'll be out in March. And I just said, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with being dead. <laughs> you know, it's like because uh, your mind keeps right on going, so you're never dead. You know, I mean, you know, your body dies. You think it's going to be a big change? Well, it is a pleasant change because. Uh, you don't have that heaviness and that pain that is associated with being in a body. So, in, in fact, it's a really beautiful experience at first for most people. And uh, the only thing is, if you haven't completed all of your forgiveness lessons, then there's still going to be some unconscious guilt there in the mind, and eventually you're going to feel it as a psychological phenomenon, not as a physical Uh, Phenomena, And when you feel that guilt, you're going to want to get away from it, and you're going to want to hide from it, and the place that you hide from it is here. So uh, the only way to break that cycle, the only way to uh, break the cycle of birth and death is to take care of all that unconscious guilt through forgiveness. If you practice your job, which is forgiveness, which the Course says is your sole responsibility, you know, the Course says your sole responsibility in this whole thing is to accept the atonement for yourself. And uh, as we know, the Course says the means of the atonement is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That means the only thing that you're being asked to do in this whole process is forgive. You know, whatever's there, uh, just forgive it. And if you do that, then you're doing your job. You know, you're taking care of your sole responsibility. Uh, You don't have to save the world. You know, that's the Holy Spirit's job. You know, the Holy Spirit will take care of saving the world. The Holy Spirit has a plan that will eventually result in the complete awakening of the Sonship. And everybody's going to the same place eventually. And uh, the only difference between us is time. And as Jesus says in the Course, time does not exist. So he says, there's nothing about me that you cannot attain. Uh, I have nothing that does not come from God. The only difference between us now is that I have nothing else. It says we are different only in time, and time does not exist. So, uh, you know, he had to go through what we had to go through, uh, just not as much, because he didn't believe in the illusion as much as most people. He never Mm -hmm. really bought into it uh, the way that most people did. So uh, his process didn't take as long as most people, because uh, he he wasn't that deeply into it in the first place. Uh, He had his doubts about the world as soon as he came here. And, uh, you know, I think that that's important because eventually you want to break that ego hold that the ego has on you, convincing you that the whole thing is true and that you've really got to worry and there's really something to be afraid of and there's, you know, really all this stuff going on when what we're seeing uh, is not true. Now, of course, I didn't have any clue about any of that when Art and First of First started appearing to me in the 90s. So uh, right. they gave it uh, to me. They gave the whole thought system to me in a linear way, which enabled me to understand it and which enables other people
2: who uh, yes. read the
3: book to understand it so they can go back and read the course and say, wow, yeah, that is what it's saying. You know, that is what it means. And I can understand this, and if I can understand it, I can do it which, of course, the whole thing is in the application. You have to actually do it. You have to do forgiveness uh, every day. If you do that, then you can get the results that the Course you know, is offering to us. And if you don't do it, well, you know, all the theory in the world won't really do you any good. I mean, it'll be entertaining, but it's not right. something that's going to get you home. So uh, it's very important to do it. And uh, I think that one thing that people don't understand about the first book is that during that whole time that whole uh ten years that I was doing the book uh I didn't have any guarantee that anybody would ever read it, you know, and you know it, it's kind of uh funny to think about that today because you know here I get to go to places like Baja and I get to go all over the world and teach the course. Right. well, that wasn't even on my radar <laughs> when I was uh writing the book, in fact, I didn't even want to speak in front of anybody. I didn't want to go out and and do uh, presentations uh, to people, and I didn't uh, the first six months after the book was published. And, uh, you know, by then people were saying to me, look, what are you, crazy? I mean, you know, you've got a book here. uh, You've got an opportunity to share your experience with people. So why don't you just tell them your story? You know, see what happens.
6: Gary, when you were writing
2: uh, it, I I want to ask you a question. When you were writing it, it was so much work. I always feel it was such a labor, a labor of love. So what, what really kept you going through that? Cause you didn't even talk about it with your wife, Karen. That was always for me. It's like so amazing that you kept that all to yourself for so long. Cause I'm a woman. I could never do that. And I, so what was your motivation, your impetus during that time? What was really going on with you?
3: Well, I felt like uh, it was going to be a process because they uh, told me fairly early on how long it was going to take. They were going, going to appear to me uh, over a period of nine years. And my attitude was, you know, what's the matter with me? Am I in the uh, slow class or what? <laughs> you know, it's nine years. And uh, they said, no, uh, this is the process. This takes time. This is a lifelong uh, spiritual mm. path, mm. and uh, I didn't mind that because I thought it was very interesting the things that they were saying, and I, I thought the course was interesting. Of course, I couldn't read it at first and really get it. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, what is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? There is no order of difficulty in miracles. What the hell does that mean? You know, and uh, fortunately, uh, they could, uh, you know, explain it to me in such a way that eventually uh, I could get it. And my process was mostly one of hope. You know, I was hoping that maybe somebody would read this. Uh, But, you know, when you say it was hard work, well, it wasn't that hard because uh, it was just a part-time thing. You know, it's like it took place over a very long period of time. So I would do a little at a time. And it's not like uh, I was sitting there, you know, slaving uh, 24 hours a day on this book. I, I could put it away for a couple of days and uh, go back to it and, uh, you know, write a couple of pages. And uh, I didn't realize that if you write, uh, like if you have Microsoft Word and you write uh, a page, you get, you know, like five 600 words uh, on that page. And I didn't realize that, uh, you know, you might get five or 600 words, but that's almost two pages in a book, you know, because uh, they only have like 340, 360 words. On a page in a book. So I wrote uh, eventually 270 odd pages of disappearance, but that worked out to be over 400 pages in book form. So uh, I got a little bonus there because I didn't know how many words you're supposed to write in a book. <laughs> and then uh, Hayhouse told me well, not Hayhouse because I didn't get with him until after D. Patrick Miller of Fearless Books. And he told me, oh, you know, it's uh, just, you know, 340, 360 words a page. So this. He said, uh, you know, I told him that I, I had done 150,000 words, and he said, well, that's too long. You can't do that. And I said, well, you know, I'm sorry, but this has to stay the way that it is. And eventually he agreed, and we kept it the way that it was.
2: Thank God. Yeah. Well, we're at time for a break again. My guest, as you can hear, is Gary Renard. We're talking about his first book, Disappearance of the Universe. If you haven't read Disappearance of the Universe and you're a Course of Miracles student or you would like to learn and discover about a Course of Miracles, when you read Disappearance of the Universe, you're so grateful that Gary took all that time. Ah, oh, Yes. Ah, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and we'll be right back.
6: You have a coach in your corner, a life coach, that is. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla.
2: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe. One of the things we were talking about on the break is our upcoming retreat in Baja, Mexico. It's the perfect winter getaway, and not only will Gary Renard and I be there, but we're joining with John Mundy, Regina Dawn Acres, David Hoffmeister, and Maria Felipe for a week-long Living A Course in Miracles retreat in Baja, Mexico. Mexico. Mexico, at a gorgeous resort. It's so pristine and beautiful there. The food is awesome. It's just a gorgeous environment for us to really go deeper in our studies. Uh, Gary and I have done a couple of retreats before, and people always tell us it was one of the best experiences of their entire life and that they had so much healing and did such deep. Forgiveness work. So Gary was talking about how forgiveness is what the whole of A Course in Miracles and really living it is about getting out of your head and into your heart, truly practicing and living these teachings. And so that's the focus of our retreat along with having fun. And playing and being joyful, joy is a definite sign of the awakening mind. And uh, so you can learn about our retreat at acimretreat.com acimretreat.com or jenniferhadley.com or garyrenard.com we've we've got all the information on all these uh, websites I definitely encourage you to visit garyrenard.com and check out Gary's upcoming events, he does uh, travel and speak around the world so he may be coming to a place near you and if he is I really encourage you to go and take the opportunity, he's such an inspired speaker, always inspires me and one more thing oh about the mexico retreat uh we have seats set aside with the airline. so contact us and we'll help you book your your uh airfare and uh we, gary when we went to the break we were talking about in the beginning with the disappearance of the universe and how uh it, it was such a labor of love for you, and and uh, I know you wanted to tell us some more about your experience back in the 90s.
3: Sure. Uh, you know, if there's uh, one quality that I have which is important, uh, not only when it came to doing the first book, but also when it comes to doing A Course in Miracles, uh, that's the quality of perseverance. I think that you really have to have that. Uh, to do the course, you have to want the results of the course. You have to want it enough mm-hmm. so that you will do your forgiveness homework. Because if mm-hmm. you don't really want it, and if you're not really uh, into it, then you're not going to take the time to forgive. You're not going to take the time to actually do it. So uh, that's one thing that I did have going for me back in the '90s was that quality of perseverance. I was very interested in the thought system, and uh, I was very interested in uh, doing the book I felt guided to do it it was more like an intuition more like a feeling uh, I remember once I was driving uh, to go to the movies in Maine and I, I just heard a voice that said "Right, Gary right." <laughs> and uh, you know I was uh, you know trying to make it at the time it's trading the financial markets and uh, mm. I didn't really have enough money to do it effectively you have to have a certain amount to really uh, be able to hang in there and and uh, you know, to do well. And uh, I was kind of like being guy, look, anybody can do that, you know. I mean, you could, you could go to Wall Street and learn the ropes and be a, a millionaire. Uh, or maybe there's something better for you. Maybe there's something more interesting to do. And I felt that this was it. Uh, when uh, I moved up to Maine, I didn't even know exactly why I was moving up there from Massachusetts, but I felt that somehow I wanted to do something that was connected to spirituality and this feeling that I had that Jesus was my friend and and uh, I was hoping that it would be something like that. Uh, I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, and if you told me <laughs> back then uh, what would happen after the book was published and uh, these other books, then, uh, you know, I wouldn't have believed you, but I would have been very happy to know that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I just would have been happy if anybody read the book. You know, if, if there were like hopefully a few thousand people or something uh, read the book, that would have been good enough for me. And I had no idea uh, how big it would come around the world. And, uh, you know, that I'd get to go to places uh, all over the world. I can't believe I'm going twice to uh, mainland China uh, this year. And uh, it's like, wow, you know, (laughs) how did that happen? (laughs) And uh, so the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, has a plan, and in that plan, everybody's connected. Uh, The Course says the script is written, those who are to meet shall meet. Uh, You know, I I talk about luck. Well, luck is actually a part of the script, too. You know, everybody has uh, what appears to be luck. It's not really luck, but because we're having a linear experience, and we actually do believe that we're making this up as we go along. Then things appear to happen sometimes along the way, and you can look very lucky uh There are other times when you can look very unlucky, so uh that's all part of the script too. The whole thing is written, and once you really understand that, you can just kind of like relax and enjoy the tape <laughs> you know you, you kind of like enjoy the c d and say, oh, yeah, okay, see, now it's going good. That's good. And then, and then another day, you say, oh, see, this is a bad day. See, so today it's going bad, but it's not real. And I don't have to take it to heart. You know, I don't have to feel miserable because I know it's going to change and I know it's going to get good again. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride. You know, you get down to the bottom of the roller coaster and you feel really down. But then what does it do? Well, it turns up again. And that's life it's it's like uh it's a roller coaster ride, and sometimes you're going to be high, and sometimes you're going to be low and uh If you can expect that and say, "Well, you know none of this is going to last anyway you know, there's nothing here that isn't temporary uh and it's fleeting and it's transitory, and it's not worth getting upset about it's not worth worrying about uh nothing here is worth worrying about." and uh it's like the one thing that we have that is real is love, and when you think about it, that's the most real thing that we have yeah uh you can't see love yep. you know uh you can't prove that there's any such thing uh you can see it in action, you know you can see uh people expressing love, but the love itself is something that you can't see, and isn't it interesting that the most real thing that we have? It's something that you can't see. And it just happens to be that way with the kingdom of heaven as well. Uh, You don't see it with the body's eyes. You can see uh, symbols of it with the body's eyes, but you don't actually see it with the body's eyes. But you can experience it. And that experience becomes more and more common as you uh, practice forgiveness, undo the ego, which is the interference that we have in between us and that experience of heaven Uh, As you undo the ego, you're undoing the barriers that we have to experiencing reality. And, uh, you know, the Course actually gives us a way to do that. Most uh, spiritual systems, uh, I don't think they give you a resolution to the problem of human existence. And I think that the Course does. The Course actually gives you a way home. It gives you a way out of the system Uh, A Way Back to Reality, a Resolution to the Problem. And uh, I've been looking around for a long time, you know. I've been, I think I was 28 when I first got into uh, spirituality. So that's, you know, quite a while ago. You know, it's like maybe 35 years ago. And uh, it's like this is the only thing that I've seen that really did it for me. And so I can't really do anything else now. I'm kind of like... uh, into the course to the point where I, I see other spiritual books and I I can't really read them because they're not uh, you know they're not saying what I believe anymore. And I, I didn't believe the course when I first started reading it. I I just didn't know what it was. But after a while, when I really started to get what my teachers were were saying in uh, the Discourse of the Universe, at one point they said to me, Gary, look, you know that the course is true. They said, look, you've been around the block a couple of times you know what the Course is saying is true. And they were right. You know, I did know that what it was saying was true and that what they were saying was true. And I think the only reason that people uh, stay with things like A Course in Miracles or my books is because it produces some kind of an experience.
2: Absolutely. You
3: know, it produces some kind of experience where they can say, you know, this really does work. I feel more peaceful I feel more loving and forgiving, and uh, this is changing my experience of life for the better. And that's why people stick with things like this, because they can't prove that it's true. And they're not always going to have the agreement of the world, Uh, but you look at how screwed up the world is. I mean, it's, you know, just uh, incredible the things that people do to each other (laughs) in this world. And, uh, you know, as my old friend uh, Ken Wapnick said, this is not the happy world. And the happy world is God and his kingdom. And so what we want to do is get to that world where there are no opposites, where there is no death, only life, where there is no bad, only good, where there is no scarcity, only abundance. And, you know, kind of like undo this world of opposites and get back to the world of wholeness and oneness, where you have everything and where you're taken care of and totally provided for and uh, totally abundant. And that's what's being offered to us by the Holy Spirit. So uh, the only thing is, you have to choose it. You know, nobody can do that for somebody else. You know, you're the one who has to choose it, but if you do, you'll be glad that you did.
2: I know that to be true. I know that to be true. Oh, my God. And Gary Renard, your work, your... Books, your beautiful books, Disappearance of the Universe, Your Immortal Reality, Love as Forgotten No One, your CD sets are such an inspiration for how we can truly understand A Course in Miracles, examples of how to live it, how to really employ it, how to do that forgiveness work. And true inspiration to really keep going and not give up. I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you've given me through your work, Gary, is not to give up, to keep going, and to know that it really works. And I thank you for being that living example. I have to... uh, Buddhist right out here. And uh, I want to remind everyone, ecimretreat.com. If you're interested in checking out our retreat, remember we can help you with the airlines. We've got tickets set aside. I'm Jennifer Hadley. My guest is Gary Renard. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as we take this breath of love and gratitude. And remember that our true identity is perfect love. We call upon the higher Holy Spirit itself to lead us and guide us this day and every day. We share the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Gary.
1: Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.
6: What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant, Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: inspiration only takes a moment your friends at unity invite you to reflect on these words from reverend jim Rosemurgy. pause and take a deep breath when you are ready affirm silently to yourself sweet sweet spirit i desire a closer walk with you show me the way i am listening
0: Awaken your 12 spiritual powers in 2021 with the inspirational Rise Into Your Power Wall Calendar. The 12-month calendar pairs uplifting affirmations with stunning original watercolor portraits from artist Tracy Lauks. For anyone who wants a transformative tool for their everyday life, be sure to use the special holiday promo code SAVE15 for a 15% discount. Go to unity.org slash powercalendar today.